Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome, everybody. Manchester is purple. Week number five. Is that what we're on? We are talking about week number five. Week number five. Numero cinco. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so, so we're a couple days behind. We had EFL Cup yesterday. We had a couple matches that we'll talk about, but we did have the Premier League over the weekend. So uh, why don't we start talking about United first? You can talk about that draw versus uh, City's draw. Uh, well, first of all, United happened to win this weekend, picking up another point. I'm City. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It's hard to forget, or it's easy to forget because it was such a crappy game. But the right team won, and I say that because Ronaldo had three legitimate penalty shouts during this match, and none of them were given. And when the referee decided to give a pen, it was for a Shaw handball in like the 93rd minute, which I'm not going to disagree. Definitely stone-cold penalty. But just to have those three go by and then see that one come in at the end was was tough to watch. But yeah, I can't comment. I, I did not see United this weekend, so I can't comment on that. So um, I don't know much about the penalty shouts, but that was definitely a, a bad call. Or not a bad call, but that was that was the right call against Luke Shaw right there. Unfortunately, he just stuck his arm out. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was tough. So, I mean, look, West Ham got on the board first. Uh, Side Benerham, I had a decent goal. Ronaldo responded five minutes later in the 35th with a typical Ronaldo goal. He was barely onside uh, from a nice cross from Bruno, first-time hit. Um, rebound off Fabianski, but it was a quick reaction. I'm surprised he even saved the first one. Ronaldo was there to tap it in, similar to his goal that he had, um, his first one coming back to United after the, the Greenwood snapshot and the spill by the Newcastle keeper. So 1-1 going in at halftime. Um, pretty stale second half, but then uh, Ole decided to bring on uh, Jesse Lingard, which was interesting, right? If we remember, he had a really Intrigued. good spell on loan at, at, at West Ham last year. He was and on so He was doing really well. He was, he was. And there were rumors about him going back there over the summer, which, which never came to fruition. I think United are still trying to tie him down to a contract. But yeah, hey, I think about 40 million were the rumors, which, you know, seems pretty standard, not standard, but for a guy like Lingard status coming from a bigger club, seems like what you might have to pay for a guy like that. Yeah. I mean, especially after he had such a nice second half of the season there at West Ham, it, I feel like United almost priced him out of any sort of realistic market because they wanted to try and take advantage and, and nobody wanted to pay that price, understandably. So he came on and he scored a hell of a goal in the 89th minute. Um, he came, he came on, started playing left wing. He came in for Pogba, and he kind of top top 25, and or top of the 25. He came in, cut in on his right. He, he almost you could see he had the pass to Ronaldo. Ronaldo was calling for it in the middle of the box, oh. and. He took a shot and he rifled it into the top corner. Um, I don't want to say typical Jesse Lingard finish because I don't think he deserves that yet. But he's he's kind of been or he's starting to become Ole's super sub. He's finding uh, he's, a little bit of consistency, yeah. 
He is, and and I think he's above, you know, uh, He's above Martial. He's he's above Van de Beek. I, above Cavani. I, I, yeah, I don't know if he's above Cavani because Cavani's hurt this time around. He wasn't he wasn't on the bench. Cavani hasn't been available yet, and he didn't play in the EFL Cup today. Which, or sorry, in the Carabao today, which we'll get to in a second. But okay. um, what's interesting is I think he has a certain versatility that the other forwards don't. He can come in and he could play a ten, like a Pogba or a Bruno. Or he could play up on the wing. So he yep. came in for Pogba, um, and Pogba was playing on the left. So that that's the position that he took up and ended up being perfect for him, put himself in a great position with that shot. I think that's um, where he was playing at West Ham, if I'm not mistaken. He was yeah, playing on the he, left. He was definitely playing up on the left, yeah. So yeah. He, he's been doing really well. He had a really good international break with England again, um, building on that with the, the winner here. Didn't didn't celebrate out of respect for the the West Ham fans, but you could tell Ronaldo and Bruno, especially, were pushing him over to the way, and that's when he broke out a smile, which was was well deserved. Um, last thing I want to talk about is the penalty, because Mark Noble was brought on by David Moyes in the ninety fourth minute, cold as ice, hadn't kicked the ball yet, and he brought him on to take the penalty, and I don't want to take anything from De Gea because De Gea saving a penalty is a big deal. A guy hasn't saved a penalty in like literally seven years. And he finally did when it mattered the most. <laughs> it was and an easy height for him. It was very, very, very soft. easy. Height. Yeah. It's uh, it's surprising to see a manager call a guy on that has no flow of the game or whatever, and just come and kick it, even though he is, you know, their captain and everything. Uh, yeah. That takes, uh, that's a big call. And uh, you know, that's why managers get paid to make a decision like that. I mean, I don't know how many times you're going to do that, but I think, uh, well, kind of Ole did the same thing in um, in what game when he brought in the uh, the penalty loss that you guys had was it was it in the uh, uh, was it the Europa final last year the Europa League Real. final exactly he brought in the guys who subbed in um, at least us um, oh my God it's blanking right now on him uh, you thinking uh, Rashford Rashford Mark yeah Marcus Rashford I'm sorry yeah Marcus Rashford came in and uh, and a couple other guys too and I just can't think of them off the top of my head and they they missed too so. I mean, it just seems uh, maybe that's not the way to go. But as a manager, you get paid to kind of make a decision like that. Pretty uh, pretty ballsy to do it. So it did not pay off and not looking good. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Club captain, you, he's your normal penalty taker. He wasn't on the field. You want to bring him on. But there are plenty of other decent players out there that West Ham has that could have taken that yes. penalty. And, and maybe yeah. West Ham at least get a point from the game. But at the end of the day, you know, you go down to London, the Olympic Stadium, they take three points off West Ham. Well-deserved. Again, felt like Ronaldo could have had at least a penalty. The first one, Kufal took him down. He sided them down. It was so blatant. I can't believe that the referee wasn't even allowed to go or wasn't directed to go take a second look at it in the monitor. That one was crazy. But the other thing with Ronaldo, just like Bruno, they bring that reputation of, of going down real soft. So when you have that, you have to have a stone-cold pen somebody has to literally take you down mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. So two, one United win. I was happy about it. Um, those are the types of games that we lost last year. The streak continues the away streak. Uh, 20, not losing 29, 29, 29, I believe. Okay. Yep. So the streak goes on. Um, well, hopefully, we'll, hopefully that's broken soon. Hopefully in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> But yeah, I I still think that overall 
this United team, now that Ronaldo's here, is light years better. It's interesting to see the contrast between when Ronaldo was not on the team the first uh, match of the season, when Bruno and Pogba were, were running the show, and now you can see it's just all about Ronaldo. I saw some yeah. stat where I think that he he has um, far and away the most clear-cut chances um, and attempts inside the box yeah. of any and, player in the Prem in the last yeah. couple of matches. And, and as much as I hate the guy, I mean, that's, that's a solid strategy right there. Just feed it into him, you know? That's yeah, exactly what we. That's exactly what we would have been doing too if he had ended up coming over to the blue half. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost like they're forcing it to him. But at the end of the day, it's so far it's worked out. Um, yeah. So, 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 what are we at? So, I said, I said last week that he's probably around twenty-five goals in the Premier League. What is your uh, over/under on that? I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say over, just based off of. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, he's already got three, and it's only been two matches. So that's true. That's true. I, he's gonna I, he's I, gonna score him in in bunches then. I think so. And United have a pretty tough run coming up. That'll be where the rubber meets the road. But they have a few softies in between it. They have Villa coming up this weekend, who are, you know, pretty decent. But I think United actually have three home matches in a row coming up. They've been yeah. on the road oh, a little bit. Nice. Uh, one of one of them is in the Champions League, but I think they're home against uh, Villa this weekend. They're home against Villarreal in the Champions League, and then they're home against Everton the week after. So, a okay. oppor- couple more opportunities coming up for three points. But overall, match against West Ham, like I said before, those are the matches we took maybe a point from last year, or we'd lose. And because of Ronaldo, and because of that De Gea save at the end, took all three points. Yep. So. Very happy with it. Um, I know you didn't get to see it, but one of the things that that uh, kind of caught my eye a little bit was Matic came on and actually had a, a, a decent spell in midfield again. He's very hit and miss. I know he was 33. How, and how old is Matic now? 33. 33. Okay, so he's not super old, but he, he hopefully he can find maybe for you guys. Uh, I know because I, I think he was – Pretty damn good when he was at Chelsea. That was a long time ago, but hopefully he can find uh, find maybe some legs for you guys. I hope so. And and last thought is McTominay came back early from injury. He had some minor surgery a couple weeks ago. So he came okay. back. He, he played in a two with Fred. I said it before and I'll say it again. I still want to see him now that he's back to play in a three with Pogba and Bruno so where he's the deep line yeah. midfielder. I don't know if Ole's got the balls to do it, but we'll see what happens in the future. Overall, well, I was just going to say, you're going to need, if, if Matic can't play, then uh, McTominay is going to have a lot of minutes. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Yes. Matic, Matic uh, came on for Fred who, you know, Fred didn't have a bad match, but again, everyone here knows what I think about Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Bye Fred. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that, uh, I guess that kicks us over to the city game, which obviously yes. we dropped a few points there. Uh, not, not very not surprising. Good, but- but, but so, and it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate. So Kevin De Bruyne had a chance to seal the game towards the end. He kind of missed a pretty easy chance. That was disappointing. And then I don't know if you saw it, but the red card and the penalty that was overturned against Kyle Walker. I did. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think it was, he was looking for the foul in the box and I think Walker got it, got his body around him and put a little leg out and got in front of him. I don't think that there was a foul right there. I think it was a good overturn. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. At first, I was going to try and go against you just to be a jerk about it. But my first look at it, 
you know what? I don't, that's nailed on pen. He's got to go. And it looks right, like it in real time. The first replay, I was like, oh, no, that's actually yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it was, it was a pretty easy call for, for the referee in the end. Um, but yeah, so, but I mean, okay. So disappointing zero, zero draw. We drop a couple points. Um, we just did not play well in the midfield. Fernandinho was in Gundogan. Gundogan did not play well. Those two guys were not the greatest together in there. Um, just, uh, we were not playing well in the midfield. We weren't getting that filter. And that's kind of been a little bit of an issue since kind of, we have Ake in now and Fernandinho's played a game or two. We've been having problems getting that ball a little bit forward when we've struggled. So, but the, the thing to think about is I'm just trying to really put this in perspective. It's a couple drop points, but we have bigger games going for the next two weeks. So, and if yes. we can salvage four points out of the next two games in the league, then, you know, it hurts, but you know, we're not in bad shape. And obviously we were in 13th place last year going into November. So anything can change. So I think if we can, so I'm trying to get like, yes, it's disappointing, but I thought maybe if we had a little bounce back in the, uh, in the cup, then that would make a difference. And obviously we had a good game yesterday and I think we'll have pretty good mojo going in. Now, the only problem that is a kind of a big deal right now is John stones and Emmerich Laporte are out right now. They yes. will have injuries. They will not be playing for the Chelsea game, the PSG game, or the Liverpool game. So that means that we're going to have Nathan Ake in there. And, uh, you know, so that's going to be a little bit more of an issue of us getting the ball forward because Ruben is not much of a, is not much of a ball playing, uh, defender. So they're going to be looking maybe to Ake to get it out there more, probably get the ball out to Cancelo a little bit more, but Fernandinho and Gundogan just didn't do a good job in the midfield. Southampton were very good. They were very energized, very organized. Um, they played very well. And I think they, that they did deserve a draw, um, you know, on all things on balance. They probably did deserve the draw in there, even though we had, uh, you know, we had that open, open get goal that uh, De Bruyne should have got at the end. So it's disappointing, but again, putting it into perspective, you can't even like, we're just got to be over that game right now and just get forward. It would be a little bit different if we had, you know, the whole week to go, no midweek game and we were playing another low level team or something like that, but we don't have any time for that. And it's just, it's on to the next game really quick off of that. I think, and uh, I think, they, and I think they, I think they showed that yesterday. So they did, they did. And I, if you look at city's bench, I mean, city is one of the deepest teams in the league at center back with, with Diaz and Ake and Laporte and Stones. But yep. two of those guys go down. You look at the bench. Pep had to put some kids out there on the bench. Um, yeah. Mabete well, Tabu. Uh, yeah. Finley, Finley Burns. Yep. yep. And a couple other yep. guys. We'll, we'll go through that in a minute. But, yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to use some of those guys definitely if uh, if it's an extended period of time. And hopefully we don't – you know, it's, it's three games. It doesn't look like it's a long-term injury. It seems like it's only going to be the next couple of weeks. Who knows – that's the actual case or not. But um, if we can get through the couple weeks and, and Ake can stay healthy and no injuries in the back line, then we should be okay after that. But um, that it, it'll be a tough game. It's, it's three very strong teams in defense, and Nathan Ake is going to have to raise to, rise to the challenge. And I think, uh, you know, looking at him, we saw a solid Premier League center back, and uh, hopefully he can step it up. And we talked about all the personal troubles that he was having Um and, you know, hopefully he can just put that over and overcome all that and step up really big in the next few games. And hopefully Ruben can be a good leader. 
And hopefully we don't have to resort to using those younger guys. Hopefully that'll, uh, that situation will be cleared up pretty soon. Well, I mean, Walker could play as an emergency center back too. But one thing I noticed too is Zinchenko wasn't even on the bench either. Is he hurt? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a comment on Zinchenko right now. I don't know what's going on with that. So I'm, uh, I'm not even going to comment. I don't even want to speculate. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, uh, so, I wonder what's going on with him. Yeah, um, we, can, we can find out about that. But we had so so it, we were we were much smoother when Fodden and um, when Phil and, and Kevin came in uh, as subs. So we we were a lot better after that. So again, I think you know no matter what, Kevin has to be in our starting eleven as long as you know as he's he's healing. They they they've been saying they want to give him a little bit of breathing room because of all the ankle injuries that he's had recently, and they don't want to re-injure that re-injure that too much, but. He's got to be playing all the big games. He's got to play these next three games. Um, probably, you know, he's going to have to play probably take 250 minutes of the next three games. So we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Right. We'll see that goes. And it's going to be, have to be probably Phil in the mid- midfield next to him. And you're looking at Rodri uh, as the pivot. So I think that's what they'll end up, end up going with for those games. But uh, Jack Grealish was very good. Uh, the left side was good. Cancelo and Jack Grealish were good. They worked well together. And Can- Jack, we was trying to, grab the game for us and he just couldn't make it happen. So, uh, Raheem, another game didn't do too well. Um, had opportunities and has just not converted, has not converted goals. So it's, uh, uh, started it's a little as a striker too. And with, uh, yes. with Jesus on the wing again. Correct. Yes. Yep. So, um, and that's what, you know, we figured it would be flip flopping between Ferran and Sterling and, uh, and yeah, and then we saw that Sterling actually went out and played in the winger in the uh, in uh, Carabao yesterday. So with Ferran yes. in front. So, um, by the way, Rodri uh, out as well with a uh, he got a minor knock at the last few minutes of the the Champions League match against Leipzig, so he missed the match yesterday. And Zinchenko is going to be out for a couple of games. I guess he has a calf injury. Okay, All so right. yeah, City already kind of. Uh, Got the bug early on in the season, but Laporte and the Stones are just pure bad luck. That's two defenders coming back from international duty with injuries, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, it is a bummer. But like we said, it's hopefully it's only a couple of weeks. You got to be you positive about that, and just uh, you can't be. How can you be pessimistic going into the next three games? I mean, gee, if you're if you're pessimistic, boy, you're you're in for a long, long three games right there. So you got to be going in guns blazing, feeling good and just being confident and, and letting go. And I think, uh, you know, obviously we put the six goals in yesterday and that shows some of our, our younger guys can step up too. I mean, they, they're all trained. I, we're probably the best Academy next to probably Chelsea. I would say Chelsea seem to win the, uh, the Academy league every year um, yep. or the, the Academy or the under 21 FA, FA youth or whatever. So um I mean, I mean, they're all trained to play Pep style. They're all trained to fit in. I mean, you look at, you know, uh, Wilson Ebran last night. was so good down on the left wing, had an assist. Uh, he can step in there. Uh, Cole Palmer comes in a sub. I don't know if you happen to see that, but yes. uh, we'll get into it more. But he just, he cuts right down the middle. He had Riyad Mahrez on his right, and he had Foden on his left. And he just says, hey, guys, I'm taking this one. And he uh, – Ran sprinted right up to the crowd and slid in. It was, it was beautiful. So I think our younger guys are ready to step up. We have a couple of guys. Um, Harwood Bellis is on loan uh, over at Captain Company's uh, Belgian outfit. And uh, I forget, uh, gosh, uh, the name of our other guy. He's, uh, 
plotting down in a uh, league one right now or the championship. So, but we got a couple guys on the bench that, that could be ready to play in a couple of years, that center back. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that continues, but again, a couple weeks and hopefully we have those guys back uh, in the starting lineup. So yeah, you want to sure. talk about, um, I think, I mean, that's, I think that's all I pretty much have to say about that. Fernandinho had a rough day um in the league so that was that was tough to see him and so hopefully Rodri's knock knack is gone he's feeling good for the next few games but Fernandinho well, hopefully he'll step it up and play bigger a little bit bigger in the PSG game I would think that he might get the start there yes yeah I think so too yeah um, and who knows Pep, Pep could even pull out something weird and play to two defensive midfielders who knows could happen might. like in the final maybe so um you want to move on to EFL Cup yeah, you want to uh, you want to get your you want to pull the bandaid off now or later? Uh, I may as well just do it now. It's not going to take very okay. long. I may as well just do it. Yeah, United with the loss today against West Ham. West Ham get their revenge um, with a one 0 win at Old Trafford. Um, it, very interesting match because both squads were definitely you know B team, if you will. Um, United had a few. Uh, long-term injury uh, or a few players with long-term injury come back. You had Henderson in goal for the first time. He actually had COVID okay. a few months ago and he's had long haul COVID. So he's been like down for the count, not able That's to a bummer. for a few months. So this was his first match back after playing a couple of the U23s. And then uh, Alex Tellos came back. This is his first action of the season and, and woof. He looked, uh, he looked pretty rough. He can, he's always good for, you know, a couple of nice crosses into the box, but um, he got beat for pace by Fredericks on the right-hand side for the first goal that Lanzini topped in and, and they were off to the races. I do, I'll, my, my few takeaways were Henderson saved the match. I mean, Yarmolenko hit the post in the last couple of minutes of the match that should have put the icing on the cake, but Henderson out of few decent saves. I hope he continues to push De Gea. So at least one of them maintains a high level out there on the pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick. You mentioned a couple names, Lanzini and Yarmolenko. Why aren't those guys taking the penalty? You know, I think they were probably on the pitch at that time uh, over the they, weekend. Yeah. I mean, Yarmolenko definitely was. So it's, it's a, it's a very good point you make there. Um, the other thing I noticed too was, you know, see the back line, you know, to add besides, uh, Henderson and goal. So Dallow on the right, decent match. Bailly and Lindelof, both pretty good games. Bailly playing his usual reckless brand of football. He had the flying in everywhere, flying in tackles, crazy blocks. He landed on his head like three or four times. <laughs> um, and then Telus, who I mentioned on the, on the left, who had a really poor match. And then in the midfield, um, I believe we had, um, Matic and Van de Beek playing together. Donnie had a pretty good game. He lasted the whole 90 minutes. I think it was like the first time ever he didn't get subbed off. And uh, and he deserved to stay out there. I'd probably give him a 6 out of 10. He had a good match. Uh, and then up front was a little disappointing because we had Lingard, we had Mata, and we had Martial. And Tony Martial, he's got to be done. I don't know how many lives this guy's got, but he's <laughs> He's got way more than a cap because I don't know how many more chances Ole can give him. He's better off bringing up somebody from the U23s and giving them a start if they need to win a cup match instead of him. He's just flat yeah. out terrible. And you know what? We talked about the striker pecking order. 
Right now, it's Ronaldo, Cavani, Greenwood, and then Martial. Marsh and even out on the wings when Rashford comes back, he shouldn't even make the bench anymore. He's terrible, absolutely terrible. He had a Sal- couple chances in the match, totally missed him. Lingard played really well, by the way. He set up Martial a few different times, though he should have scored and he didn't. But you can't really take this this one away from West Ham. They had a really they played a really good match. Um, again, they had a few chances at the end to really ice it. it. It should have been at least three, two or three nil. Noble missed one at the end that that Henderson had a good save on. Mata did hit the crossbar, so we'll give him a little bit of credit there. But otherwise, it's tough. I mean, West Ham come in and get their revenge. That's United out of the Carabao Cup, which I know isn't the most prestigious competition, but it is a competition with a trophy at the end. That yep, you know, United haven't won a trophy since I think 2017 Europa. So yep. the wait goes on. Another competition gone by the wayside. And you know what? Final thought on that is it's – I usually think of cup competitions as crap. You know, you don't really get your starting 11 in there. You it's did. meaningful now. But it is meaningful because you have a bunch of squad players. You try to keep them fresh because you know at some point in the season they're going to have to play an important role, whether it's you yep. know, more games, somebody goes down hurt. And if those guys aren't playing consistently in those cup matches to keep fresh – Training's not going to do it for him. Well, I was going to say, he has to give minutes to Martial and Matic. I mean, um, and Mata somewhere. So yeah. um, that's, a, that's a rough call to put those. I mean, obviously, you can probably count on Mata a little bit more, obviously, than, than Martial. But he's going to have to he's gonna have to give him minutes in games like this. And if he's not converting, that's not good. No. Guys, no, a bomb. Guys a bomb. Get him out of there. Ship him out. Take, take $10 million for him and, and, and run. Yeah, seriously, give them away. I don't care at this yeah. point. Fire <laughs> fail. That is. Um, yeah. Maybe some team will come sweep him up in the uh, in the winter window. I hope so. I hope he's. Uh, I hope he's a Black Friday sale. Um, <laughs> I uh, I want to get your thoughts on the city match though, because Wycombe is one of my favorite teams for one reason and one reason only because the big uh, man. Adebayo Akinfewa. <laughs> yes, That's of who, course. He's 39 years old, still playing. And I love him the most because if you play with him on FIFA, he's he's terrible from like a shot <laughs> perspective and a passing perspective. But he has like 99 physical because the dude is a yeah. house. He's you can't get him on the ball. He's a monster. He's a monster. It's insane. I don't even understand how he runs. It's just, it's a, it's a physical feat. It must be like watching Bo Jackson kind of. I'll tell you this, if American football did not exist in the United States and all these other sports, basketball, you know, whatever, and it was really just like the sports that are in England, you know, football, tennis, whatever, I feel like you would see a lot of pro athletes with this dude's frame playing soccer in the U.S. And it would be really interesting to see because there's a whole different element to the game. The dude is a house. That's a great, great, great conversational point. I mean, think about – imagine seeing – you know, LeBron running down the field with the, with the soccer ball. Oh my God. It would be just insane. Or, uh, or it Kevin Durant. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, it would be, it would be insane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, what are yeah. your thoughts on this one? Cause this was so, a pretty, um, pretty easy. Yeah. One. Pep called Adebayo a, a legend, a legendary striker. It was a, yes. a beautiful game and he had, a, he had some nice quotes for the city fans who gave him a good clapping at the end uh, mm-hmm. when he was subbed off. So it was, uh, it was fun to see him out here. Uh, where to start? I mean, all right. Obviously, the big talking point is we had basically a uh, an academy back line, um, 
and defensive midfielder. So our, our defense was academy players and it was our secondary goalkeeper. So uh, that says a lot about the state, but you know, Pep wants to win this tournament. I was going to say um, West Ham now get a crack next, uh, next round at the title holders four years running now. Um, Pep obviously loves this, you know, loves winning every cup that's available to him. So he's going to try. And I think he's, he can't, how could he be any happier with the Academy players? Uh, let's go through it. Conrad Egan Riley on the right. I thought yeah. he was great. I thought he was great. Finley Burns and Luke Mabetti in the middle. It was, they were, they gave up the one goal. It was kind of a soft goal a little bit. They were really upset about it. You could tell those guys, they really wanted to keep the clean sheet out there and they worked really hard defensively. It seemed like the communication was very good. They were pretty organized throughout. There weren't a whole lot of scares from Wickham. Um, but it's, uh, it was, it was really good to see that. And then our defensive player, Romeo Lavia, who has got a lot of praise and he's getting a lot of uh, time with the first team right now in that defensive yeah. midfield position. So um, he was very good as well. So, and Zach Steffen was in goal, saved a big one-on-one at the end. And then, I mean, the big name that hops into there is Josh Wilson, Ebrand are the left back that was playing in there played an amazing game, rated him an eight. He had an assist for Marez's goal in there, which we didn't go over the score, but it was six, one city had the mm-hmm. assist for Marez's goal um, was constantly and very cool for the assist too. just took his time, brought the defender in little pullback and calmly uh, put it right to Marez at the top of the box. And uh, you know, Wickham were a little bit tired, a little bit shell shocked towards the end, but um, it was just very calm, very cool by him. And with our, with what's going on, obviously Cancelo is kind of cementing his place as the left back, but um, we'll see what happens with Zenchenko. And I, you know, I said, I always talk about how much I love Zenchenko, but this mm-hmm. guy could come in and give them a little bit of run. He could play in the next couple rounds of the uh, Carabao cup at that spot. Um, and I think Pep should give him time just to see if he could maybe turn into the guy. That's our final finally could be our left back because even though Cancelo is doing well, I know we're going to be looking for some guy for the future to play that secondary role because it's not going to be Mendy. And if it's not Zinchenko, then we got to start looking forward to maybe somebody out of the Academy. So I think he made a a really good, good, uh, good argument to be played more minutes in the uh, Carabao cup. I think that was really good. And then, you know, our guys up top really took care of business. We had Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden back in. They were just running the show. Phil Foden, man of the match, had uh, two two assists and one goal. Um, just lightning. Every every time he's playing, he, I think, uh, I know I said it was going to be a tough for, year for him. I don't know if he'll score as many goals as Mason Greenwood. Now that equation has kind of changed with the whole Ronaldo, Ronaldo situation. Yeah. But I think he's going to – him and De Bruyne are going to have tons of assists together. And I think, uh, you know, Gundawan's going to have a tough time getting in that lineup unless he – you know, unless Pep really, really wants him somehow involved in the European games. Um, it looks like it would be Phil and Kevin. So maybe he'll he'll put Gundawan in for Kevin for, for resting a little bit of periods. But, again, I think Kevin plays the next three games. So, um, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, midfield took care of it. And then up top we had uh, Mares on the wing, Sterling on the wing. Uh, Mares had two goals. He hit the post. Um, Sterling hit the post, could not score. Had an assist in there, though. And uh, Torres was not as good today or yesterday. He did have a goal. It was an easy tap-in, which will make him feel better. But, um, you know, he's, he, he should be doing a little bit better. He could have had a, bat, had a couple in there. And, uh, you know, I think obviously he's still going to get a lot of minutes in. He's uh, – 
He's really, he's, he's another young guy too, just like Phil and the rest of the other guys that I was talking about. And they're really young guys, really exciting to see them coming through. Um, that photo so, goal was, was nice too off that set piece. You can see it swerve, right? I mean, that thing was – at first I thought it was deflected somehow and then yep. it just had a nice swerve in there and Stockdale, yeah, you know, better keeper, better keeper may have saved that, but it did definitely have some movement in there. So that was, uh, that was a good one. And then I guess we'll talk about a couple other academy players came on. Cole Palmer came on. I told you about the goal that he just said, uh, no, you're not getting it, Phil. You're not getting it, Riyadh. I'm taking this one, which yeah. is pretty big and ballsy. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he, he scores a lot of goals. He's one of ours. He's been in our academy for a long time. He's been a blue for a long time. So um, that, was, that was actually awesome to see. And then James McAtee came on too, and he's another midfielder but he actually got slotted in at, um, at, I think it was left back. And uh, he, it was so funny. He wanted to be so part of the game, dude. He was sprinting out to the midfield, like right into the center circle, like demanding the ball. Then he would sprint back out to the left with the ball or whatever. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He wanted to be, he wanted to be part of the game. So um, we talk about cities. We don't, we haven't really talked about cities Academy very much, but city cities Academy, they're stacked in there. We also have that player um, in Kai Kai uh, or KK. I'm sorry. Yes, I forget how we were saying it too he is all cleared to play so um he'll be in training and we will see him maybe in the next round that would be pretty cool if we got to see him play so we have a lot a lot of young players and phil foden just has showed them how they can step up and be part of the team and how they can make their way into that starting lineup somehow and he was a leader out there he he showed exactly what these guys need to do if they want to be part of that team so i think those guys having probably a lot of those guys played with him uh, throughout the youth ranks must be feeling, you know, ecstatic about how well that went, how, how, how everything went besides that one, one uh, t- little goal in there. I think they're all the guys are ecstatic. I think it was really awesome seeing them. They were, they were just loving it. When one of them scored, they were all right. The first guys right there. It was really good. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, inter- interesting to see the difference in approaches for both United and city because Pep played, you know, he played a lot of the youngsters, but he had a, a team with, you know, I know he's at a, you know, he had some players at a different place where you had Foden and, and De Bruyne coming back, players that needed games. But it was a nice combination of youth and some of the stars that people are used to yeah. seeing out there too. United though, definitely, uh, you know, Bruno came on late, Greenwood came on late. They were on the bench, but the the team that started the match were, were definitely the B team versus City had a good mix and the results tell the whole story there. Yeah, and again, you you have to think that for the two center backs and the two um, two uh, half backs, I'm sorry, the the two full backs to go to come in and just play in the system, no problem, and be able to feed it up. Obviously, they have world class players up front, but to just hold their own in there, not get nervous. Obviously, Wickham is, uh, I think they're they're fifth, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, in League One, um, and they're a de- they're a decent team, so it's not yeah. like they're playing against chumps. So uh, I think, I think they're feeling good about, about how they played. I think Pep is excited. And uh, I think we will start to hopefully see more of these guys get hopefully more regular chances to play cameos in the premier league a little bit more. It'd be nice if we have some easier games or if we get up a little bit early again to let these guys get some, some premier league minutes, it would be really great to see that. So um, yeah, it's very interesting to see the difference between how Ole and Pep went about it, but Pep was forced into it a little bit more into the side that he picked. Um, yeah. 
Agreed. But it, but it ended up but it ended up working out really well. And like I said, I think that's going to really buoy them for the next three games after after a tough result in South at Southampton. It's going to definitely uh, buoy us. Well, speaking of that, do you want to do picks for for next week? I think we can go into picks. Yeah. All right. Um, anything Let else me, on that uh, game? It was a good. Yeah, no, it was a good win. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I wish I could have to see the stats on us right now. I know we had a ton of chance chances on on goal. We probably should have scored eight or nine, honestly, to tell you the truth. Um, it was it was that that easy. We had that many yeah. chances. City had twenty six shots, fourteen. Yeah, on they figured it was in the mid twenties. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Eighty percent possession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think uh, again, it just it's a testament to the setup that City have you know, run throughout their entire city football group. I mean, every, every team is trying the possession based pep way of playing, know your position, know where you're supposed to be at all times. And uh, you could see that it worked out very well for them. So hopefully we, uh, we can get past West Ham. I think, I think we'll feel much more comfortable against West Ham in a few weeks. So. Yeah. Agreed. Tough draw for yeah. West Ham having to go yeah. to United and then have to play West Ham, or play city. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, hey, if you're at that level, you want to beat the best. So I think yeah. they'll, they'll relish the chance. Absolutely. So yep. just just a recap on picks here. Um, after last week, you held a three point lead on me, 16 points to 13. So just to recap last week's results, uh, West Ham hosting United, United winning 2-1 like we talked about. I had United winning 3-1. You had West Ham winning 2-1. So that was a point for me. Yep. Um, we both picked City to win, obviously, and, and that ended up in a draw. So no points for either yep. of us there. Spurs and Chelsea, I had a 1-1 draw. You had a 2-1 Chelsea win. Chelsea won that one 3-0. So you took the point on that one. Um, Liverpool and Palace, I had 4-1. You had 4-0. That ended up 3-0. Uh, pretty good there. Um Burnley and Arsenal, interestingly enough, neither of us got points there either. Uh, I had a 2 nothing Burnley win, and you had a 2-2 draw. Arsenal actually took that one, 1-0. One Finally broke yep. their duck. Arsenal picking up their first points, yep. So uh, that leaves us both with two points at the end of the week. Um, so after week 15, Andrew 15, Steve 18, you maintain okay. your three-point lead. Okay. Now going into, going into week six here, um, couple big matches. We'll start with the biggest one, Chelsea hosting City. I'm going with a 2-2 draw on this one. I, I know that Chelsea just came off that win last week at Spurs, but I also think that City not only are capable of scoring goals, but the injury to Rodri um, and the injuries and in defense with Ake in there, I, I think that both sides are going to score. What do you think for this one? Yeah, no, I think it could be – it could turn into a, a decent score line in there. 2-2 seems pretty reasonable just because, you know, uh, you know, you got Ake in there, so obviously you don't have Stones Laporte. So you're kind of thinking, oh, man, think about the size difference right there between uh, Big Rome and, and Ake. That's a big difference right there. And oh, Ro- Ro- he's so strong, so – you have to think they're going to have the advantage uh, in that department. And they're going to try and get that matchup to work probably somewhere in there. And Ruben will probably mark him, but you know, obviously there's going to be times when Ake is going to have to cover that spot. So um, that's a tough one. And I, you know, I obviously I want to give city the win. I, I would hope that they could, but I think where Chelsea are hosting city, right? 
Chelsea are hosting City. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, it's tough to give us an away win, and I don't want to give you a point, but I'll, I'll give I'll give City taking it three to two. Three to two. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So United next match hosting Villa, which fun fact is going to be at seven thirty a.m. Just like the Chelsea and City match on Saturdays. They're both playing at the same time. I I can tell you which one's going to be on Peacock versus which one's going to be on NBCSN. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think for that one? I have United taking that two one. Yeah, um, I think that that's probably. You know, and you, you, United's going to get the win there. I would say, you know, United, they're going to bounce back after that game. I think they're going to go 2-0. All right, 2-0 to United. Um, after that, North London Derby season, Arsenal Spurs. Who do you got for that one? Spurs picking it back up again. I'll give Spurs a 3-1 win wow. or a 1-3 win. I am going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal when I think they build on momentum they picked up. At wow, Rome. okay. Time will tell. Um, okay. All right. The other two games, uh, Leeds hosting West Ham. I've got a 1-1 draw uh, with that one. What do you think? I think that'll be a pretty good game. And, uh, no, I think West Ham are going to win 2-1. All right. All right. And last but not least, Brentford hosting Liverpool. Who you got? You know, how can you – Brentford been doing okay, but how can you say anything but a Liverpool win? It just depends if they give up a goal. Probably not 2-0 Liverpool. I have the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll see what happens in week six. One, uh, one final thought that I wanted to get your, your take on here. Last week we talked about FIFA World Cup next year in Qatar in the winter. Um, the Premier League, uh, you know, obviously doesn't re- release their schedule until, you know, July for next season, but they already put out some dates for when they're going to stop play and then restart play because of that winter world cup. Right on. So, it's November, correct? Or December. Yeah. I want to get your reaction to this because the, the break will start on November 13th and then they will resume uh, on Boxing Day 2022. So that's December 26th. But so that is weeks. only, yes, but that's only eight days break between the World Cup final for the two teams that reach it if there's Premier League players there and Boxing yeah, Day. You know, there's going to be a lot of Premier League players there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. Hey, uh, it's modern day football. They pack the schedule in. Would I like to see them get more time? Sure. But I mean, when are they going to get it? It's not going to work. I mean, they've already tried to decongest the, the, the festive period and, uh, how, how are they going to do it more? I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't see how it's happening. So I think they're kind of forced forced their hand on that one. I don't think there's much choice in there. I think a week is actually probably not going to be too bad for the players. They're going to have, ample time resting in between their games at the world cup. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be the worst thing ever. There will probably be injuries. There will probably be fatigue, but I think uh, those professional athletes get a week off. I think they'll be okay at the end of that, you know, hopefully no injuries, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, that's the, that's what you got to deal with as a pro athlete. 
the other thing too is the the Premier League season is going to start a week earlier, which is going to be uh, August sixth, and it's okay. going to finish later on in May. So last week or second last week in May, and the FA Cup final instead of being in late May is going to be shifted to June of twenty twenty three. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll do their best to accommodate. I mean, this is nothing new for City though. In the last, you know, five or four or five years, I mean, we play fifty five, sixty times a year. So I mean, uh, United aren't that far behind, but I mean. You know they have to plan on playing that many games, so it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It's it is what it is, kind of on this one. Yeah, it is. And my last point on this is, um, there's been a, a lot in the English press today about how um, it's going to be five weeks in the winter in England where fans cannot watch uh, football on TV or at least their domestic league. Which I get, you know, on one hand, I get it. You miss you miss your league. You miss your team. But if you have the World Cup as a replacement, eh, that's not a bad second place. Well, only if England make it through the group stage, though. <laughs> only if England make it through the group stage. That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, because if you, the, don't, if you don't, then that's a miserable three weeks right there. Everyone's going to be pissed. It, yeah, it absolutely will be. Um, last, last point is the other piece of this is the Premier League breaks a week before the World Cup starts. So that means that players will have one week with their international teams for training before going into a major tournament, which is obviously a huge departure from when you play in the summer and you have a few weeks or sometimes a few months between the end of yeah. the domestic league season and the start of the world cup. Be interesting to see if there's any sloppiness or if there are any dark horses come through and, uh, you know, break through into a big side, you know, be interesting yeah. to see who can, uh, who can run away with it if there's anybody coming out of left field, you know? I mean, there's just so many layers. I mean, it, with when you have a World Cup, think about how many times a, a player got hurt late in the domestic league season and had that extra time about a month before a major tournament started to recuperate and, and relax yep. and get fit again. And I just wonder how many players might pick up an injury at the start of you know, the first couple of months of a domestic season and then not even make the World Cup because they're injured. So Through that well, um, those players will be very rested for the rest of the Premier League season. But they will, yeah. Like we talked about, I mean, it was a decision that FIFA made. God knows why they. Well, we all know why that they they made the decision they made. So, right, um, you know, so it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter. So it's so it's so damn dumb. So they made the decision that they were going to make. It's about it's about you know dollars and cents and the players. You know, there's always going to be another player to step up. And their global stars, they, you know, they're going to pay their global stars and there's always going to be another player that can step up. So FIFA will milk it and God knows why they did that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll all hopefully find out someday how the heck that this, this, this world cup came at this time in this place. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the good news is, is like we said last time, next world cup is in the U S and the one after that, um, there's a couple of bids out there. There's a few from South America and um, there's, there's going to be a bid from a few countries uh, in North Africa too. So um, cool. chances are we will not see another uh, winter world cup for a long time, which is good. I think, I think that would be a smart move on FIFA's part. Yes. Yes. I agree. Any, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, just uh, after the weekend, there's a lot of talk about, um, city stadium not being full i mean what have you heard or read about that or what are your thoughts on that coming from from your side of town i mean i think it's funny uh you know 
Pep, I, you know, complaining about a midweek match. If you think about it from a, you know, a, a fan standpoint, though, even though that those games are on three or, or two forty-five Eastern U.S., those are eight p.m. kickoffs in the U.K. on a weeknight. And yeah. so, if you read a lot of fan, if you read a lot of fans' perspectives, it's like, all right, well, I got a weeknight match. I have kids. I got a job. I got to work the next day. Versus a weekend, you know, Premier League, that's easy, right? So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I don't have season tickets. Uh, I wish I did. That would be fucking cool to <laughs> to be able to go to the games, which we're obviously going to have to take figure out sometime that we can uh, get Absolutely. over to a derby at some point. We're going to have to figure that out, and that'll be very cool, and we'll document that and everything. Um, yes. But uh, so, but what I've been hearing is, you know, obviously from the fans' perspective, that's that's a tough time the families it's late um obviously the extra money involved but what i've been hearing is that if you don't go to those games you're you're losing your uh chance to get tickets for future games not even in the midweek cups like you could have a chance at not having your premier league tickets or something like that and i'm not positive on this um so it it seems like there's a bit of confusion they've also went to a full online ticketing system which it's all digital and that has kind of confused some people. But the one thing I did want to say about this is we have consistently in premier league weekends had over, you know, 50,000, uh, you know, people in our stadium on, on the counts anyway. And I think we hold the record for most biggest attendance at a premier league game. If I'm not mistaken, it's around 53,000 or something like that. So we are routinely packed and i think it's you know pictures from ridiculous times and stuff like that and yes we did have you know the midweek we don't have a lot of we don't have as many people there um i think that's tough on a lot of the fans and obviously it's not really great for which i'm sure again i haven't been in the stadium but i think they also obviously market a lot to the corporate side of it and to the other onto the you know not as dedicated fans and you know that's another that's like maybe not as glamorous to go to that game or something like that you know what i'm saying the 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 carabao cup on tuesday night so um it just it's uh you know obviously we don't have the history of the other clubs but i think that you know our fans have traveled with us forever we had probably the best traveling support um and you know when even when we were in divisions two and three or we almost got booted down to three so it's, it's kind of crazy to say that, you know, we don't have that following. We do have it. And I, I understand why Pep wants to see the people out there and he might comment on it. Uh, so I think, um, I think he probably would have better, better off just holding himself maybe a little bit on this one mm-hmm. and uh, kind of let the media take it, you know, in the, in the direction they want to take it. If anybody's commenting about the stadium, not being so big or anything or so full, but um, I think we have regularly packed the house. So I think it was more commentary on, on that night and, yeah. you know, uh, a little bit more than so. I get what he's saying too. I mean, if you think about it, he's, he's coached some of the biggest teams in the world and they consistently sell out no matter what yeah. kind of match it is. And, and if you look across town, United have bigger capacity stadium, about 80,000 people. And I think that, so 79,000 capacity at old Trafford, um, for the EFL cup match uh, today, you know, the, so it's a Wednesday night against West Ham United had 73,000 attend and just, okay. you know, and that's to see 
you know, your B team play. So Pep yeah. probably looks across town. It's like, look, you know, you know, you can get 73,000 for, you know, B team squad playing against West Ham on a, on a weeknight. Yeah. We're playing champions league football and we can't yeah. even get, you know, more than three. Yeah. Quarters. And obviously my, my numbers are off, but could you check on what the premier league attendance record is? I will right now. Um, Premier League. I'm going to say it's probably a match. Oh, you know what? Um, it's actually Tottenham because of their new stadium. Their new stadium? 000. Okay. Then, yeah. then City at 84,000. Then okay, Chelsea. So I, meant, I meant, okay, so I was thinking 83, not 53. But cool, yeah, so. I think we, we did have that record for a little while until the Tottenham Stadium opened. So, yes. Yeah, United down and forth at, at about eighty-one. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you, you make a good point though that they had what seventy-one thousand. You said for that and City, I don't know the the exact number. I probably should have my numbers before I I went into this conversation about it. But um, no, but you're you're right. It's lower. It was lower. Yeah. So so it's it's probably it's probably you know it's just a, a probably a tough situation. Probably a, a kind of a whole host of kind of events coming together. And uh, yeah, we maybe not have as many fans, but I don't, dude, I wish I could, if I was there, I would be at every game. So <laughs> yeah, man, season tickets. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we'll, we got to figure out sometime, obviously that's in the future, but we yes. will, after we stream our FIFA matches, then we'll have a, a trip to the Derby sometime. Oh, I'd love that. Hey, yeah. Maybe, 1st, maybe though, we, yeah, right maybe we catch it. Maybe they'd catch them on weeks 20 and 21 in uh, both in Manchester. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can only dream. I know. I know. All right. All man. right. So any, any final thoughts? Any, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, uh, I'm going away to Orlando this weekend. So that's going to be fun going to rebel rock festival down in Orlando at the central field fairgrounds. Anything that, uh, you'll be doing this weekend coming up. Hotlando, Hotlando. Uh, yeah, I'm playing. I'm going to oversee my lawn. We just had there you go. I knew you'd be out working in the lawn. Yeah, I'm man. going to Orlando in concerts and you're doing your lawn. Damn it, man. That's right, man. Cut these tangled webs. We weave. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so I will be watching city live. I don't know. I'll hopefully not be too hungover, and, uh, we'll hopefully be watching it live. We'll see. That's right. I'll see you on Sunday to recap. Uh, no, you won't. Unless you're, unless you're, no, 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 no. Monday, Monday for sure. Then Monday it is. Monday it is. All right, folks. Well, Manchester is purple. That's a pretty good, uh, review of week five. We had, uh, city, city drawing and United winning in the Premier League and city winning and United losing in the Carabao Cup round three. So we will catch you guys after round six. See you guys next week. I'll talk to you later, Ders. See you guys later. Later, Steve. Arrivederci. Ciao. Ciao.